Hello and welcome to another episode of the Radio Debrief Scottish Election Podcast. This is episode 5, Doesn't Time Fly While You're Having Fun, and that means it is just two weeks today to polling, and all of the party manifestos have been announced, so we are now in the thick of the campaign, with only two weeks to go before everybody goes to the polls. Some people, of course, have already voted through postal votes. Today I'm joined by the usual Stephen Brown and today we're also joined by Fred Brown. No relation, unfortunately. Hello, hello gentlemen. (laughs) Hello. Hello. So this week we have seen the release of the latest draft of manifestos. Of course last week we had the SNP and the Green Party manifesto were released but now we have everyone else we've got the tories we have labor and we have the lib dems so let's get right in about it what have the tories been promising us this time well douglas ross has been uh, quite clear you know recovery over you know a referendum and sort of the main pledges are full fiber broadband rollout you've got two billion extra pounds for the nhs a 500 pound skills grant for everyone recruiting 3,000 more teachers and more local policing. So those are the main manifesto pledges. There, uh, what I'm quite surprised about this so far, there is a little bit of uh, progression in there. I mean, you have a £500 skills grant. That's obviously to get people uh, back on their feet, trying to find a different job, a new role. And then obviously you have more policing, which is very good, and more teachers. Uh, And then you've also got this sort of uh, government-funded tutor programme for students who have been left behind, which also Labour have made that same promise. So that's quite interesting. Keeping up on education seeming to be a key issue in this election campaign with the SNP talking about the National Academy so anyone can study for hires at any time but the Tories and Labour seeming to focus a lot on helping current students with the tutoring thing and helping them recover through the pandemic. Yeah, you know, uh, education, uh, obviously so many pupils and obviously us students have been home doing online learning and it just isn't the same so i think that's quite good but i got us conservatives to focus on something like that fred what do you what do you think well i have conducted um a sort of poll in groups in kerstorf and in kirkliston which will be released very soon uh, and um in a question when I, where i asked the constituents what are your biggest issues education pulled pretty high uh, it was one of the biggest um sort of issues so um that's what that's perhaps why we see so many parties um focusing on you know education sort of like let's put let's do this let's do that let's um let's add uh, 10,000 5,000 more teachers uh or this and that let's reform the SQA some say um because uh, it does seem to be a hot button issue uh education for this along with many others of course and the Tories also seeming to go further than the SNP and mention more about tax breaks and tax reductions in Scotland. 
they, they have always been, I mean, obviously, it's the conservative party, so, uh, obviously that's, um, that's a sort of, like, one of their core bases, um, like, people that, you know, the, the, the kind of people that are sort of, like, against, um, tax increases and prefer tax cuts and are just, you know, just gen not like the Scottish libertarians that are like, let's just abolish tax, tax are theft, but, um, that sort of base of like, we don't want more taxes, that's, um, uh, without a doubt, that's one of the, their major appeals. Yeah, uh, Conservative has always been the sort of business party in Scotland, mm -hmm. heavily focusing on the economy, and obviously in this sort of Covid world that we live in at the moment, recovery for the economy is utmost, and uh, working in collaboration, education, the economy. Uh, but I think the environment doesn't get much of a mention within the Conservative manifesto, which is quite worrying. Uh, so yeah, we all remember. Um, what's it at that uh, BBC debate? Uh, the first BBC debate where, um, you know, there was that one student that asked uh, Douglas Ross regarding, like, you know, clean energy, renewable energy, which is something that uh, almost all of the parties have been talking about. And um, instead, Douglas Ross, he said uh, something about investing in the oil industry. or um, So that uh, raised a little bit of eyebrows, if anyone can remember, uh, from that debate. I, I do remember Lorna Slater being very uh, frustrated with Douglas Ross's opinions and views about investment into oil and gas and not focusing on the environment, which uh, a lot of other parties have definitely focused on in this uh, pre uh, in this uh, recovery from coronavirus, which will, uh, according to some politicians in the debate, will go, go on for years and years, which is... Uh, unforeseen but we'll just have to wait and see but that's the conservative manifesto i think it's it's worth saying that the main policy from the conservatives still seems to be no to a second independence referendum and it has been pointed out i think by a number of news organizations that they're saying doug ross is saying vote for us to make sure there isn't one and boris johnson is saying there isn't going to be one so why do they need to say there isn't going to be one Mm. Uh, I actually uh, was watching Channel 4 the other day and there was a very good interview with a Channel 4 Scotland reporter Yep. and he asked many times to Doug Douglas Ross you know obviously Douglas Ross was against another Scottish independence referendum but the Channel 4 reporter asked him what is the legal sort of process for the SNP to look for one and he avoided one every single time saying, you know, it's not going to happen, the election hasn't happened yet, etc, etc. So, I mean, you know, Boris Johnson, you know, he obviously doesn't want one, but a lot of people said that if the SNP get a majority, then they get their independence referendum at the end of the recovery of COVID. But in recent weeks, Douglas Ross has come completely sort of avoided that question and and has sort of said no it's not going to happen even if they do get a majority so the, the conservatives at the minute are 
in a bit of a pickle here if the SNP do get the majority. Will are they still able to say no to an independence referendum? It's a, all a bit up in the air right now. Mm. You would think there would be no reasonable way that they could say no. But then again, who knows what who will knows? happen? Exactly. Who knows? Of course, yeah. Tory's not the only ones to release their manifesto this week. Labour have also released their manifesto, one also fo heavily focused on recovery. Yeah, yep. ex exactly. Uh, they released theirs this morning, and the headline was Recovery Programme. So the sort of top five big ones that I sort of noted down was jobs, a job for every young Scot. Uh, it's quite a big one. Can they do that? Employment has obviously hit 18 to 25-year-olds the most. Uh, on to the NHS, they say they're going to initiate a cancer catch-up programme, which is very good because obviously cancer patients have really struck well i mean there hasn't been any sort of uh what's the word i'm looking for here alistair treatment for cancer patients there's been delayed there's been delayed diagnosis delayed diagnosis and just, a lot there's been a lot which is not very good uh, which is must be very very hard for people uh onto education uh the labor said the government funded tutoring scheme would be initiated for children who have fallen behind that's quite an interesting just in one. case we're not back at 3 30 can we please um be the rear out the logs it's all right i'll take that out uh which is thanks good uh, uh yeah da, 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 da. i suppose that really does concentrate on the education which uh, fred said which is top of priority of a lot of people's lists. And then, of mm -hmm. course, uh, two last ones were 15,000 trees to be planted uh, to get to net zero by 2045. And then they also said they wanted to give £75 vouchers to every adult for, to, for retail to get for recovery for the high street. I'd very much like a seventy-five pound voucher to go and spend free of charge. That would certainly is that is that not technically come under voter bribing though? Really, we vote vote for us, and if we get in, we'll give you a seventy-five quid voucher to go and spend on what you want. Well, I mean, to be fair, you could uh, compare that to the SNP last week of saying your child will receive a tablet. Oh, well, yes, what would you? What would you rather have, though? Would you rather have your child an iPad, or would you rather have a seventy-five quid voucher to go and spend on the high street yourself? Yeah, Let us know at Radio Debrief on Twitter. Let us know yeah. what your thoughts on that are. We'll make a poll. My my favorite um, my favorite S S P promise for this manifesto is um, we'll give you money if you move to the Highlands. <laughs> what was it? Fifty thousand pound, wasn't it? Yes, 15,000, something like that. Oh, that's a crazy amount of money. But back on to the Labour Party manifesto. Uh, Alistair, what do you think about the government's funded tutoring scheme? I think it's quite a good idea. I think education, as we've seen, has badly suffered during the pandemic because, obviously, it's one of the main areas of congregation for people. And they come in 
often high schools there's a thousand pupils that are coming in from all over the region and that's just a mass spreading event almost so I think something else to help beyond trying to make them do it at home because I mean as we've all experienced learning online from your own home is just not the same it's very difficult to actually get motivated and it can lead to quite serious mental health issues in some cases so I think some kind of tutoring service to help them help school pupils and university students and college students as well during these times I think there's something that probably is badly needed and I think it will go down a treat with voters yeah I can see it really doing quite well the Conservatives also promised that earlier on in her campaign um, yeah it looks uh, quite very recovery orientated the Labour Party's manifesto Sorry. And, some, and oh. someone else whose manifesto screams put recovery first whenever you open a, a leaflet through the door from them is Willie Rennie's Liberal Democrats as it says on the leaflet I'm holding in front of me <laughs> Take us away Alistair, what is Je- his manifesto? Well, first off it strikes me is you've got all these ageing rock stars and they come back years later with just a bunch of session musicians and their band for example, you've got Jeff Lindsay LO. Well, now there's Willie Rennie's Liberal Democrats. They <laughs> they also focus they focus very much on recovery. Uh, they've their leaflets actually very helpful for people like us doing a podcast. It's very bullet pointed with the issue and how they seek to solve it. Other political parties, please take note and make our lives easier. As they see it, there is five problems. I won't read out all five of them and all of their solutions. One of the problems, Scotland has slipped down the education rankings. So they're saying more in-class support for every child and let's give permanent jobs to the thousands of teachers currently on casual contracts. 1,500 young people are waiting more than a year for mental health treatment. More mental health specialists in communities. Anyway, after after a brief brief dog interlude... (laughs) Uh, Scotland has missed its climate targets. Invest in green energy for more than a million homes. Thousands of people face an uncertain future when furlough ends. £5,000 grants to help retrain into future-proof jobs. The threat of a summer of arguments over an independence referendum. The pandemic means this is not the moment for another divisive referendum. Put recovery first. All very bullet-pointed out there. Thank you, Willie, and your Liberal Democrats. For that, so what do we what do we make of those policies? Well, given that they're pretty poetic in how they uh, like to put it, you know, summer <laughs> division and stuff like that. Um, but aside from that, um, uh, personally, with like some of the stuff they say, they, they actually like some of their proposals aren't that bad, you know. Uh, they talk about. Um, you know, obviously there's the recovery bit, but there's also, you know, uh, they want to push for for more environmental targets. Uh, they want to follow a bit of the Nordic model uh, and all that nice stuff. Yeah, I suppose uh, when you look at some of the Liberal Democrats' um, policies, you can sort of can, can sort of slightly compare them to the Green parties, but a mm-hmm. lot sort of less um, radicalized. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's sort of a bit more dumbed down. 
And I feel like uh, there's a few policies in there that are, you know, quite interesting. You know, a lot of people would say, oh, it's quite a good idea, etc. So, yeah, there's some good policies in the Liberal Democrats' uh, manifesto. But, you know, on, I mean, on to polling now, uh, the Liberal Democrats are not doing too well at all. Yep. Um, we've had, uh, according to Zavata Comres, uh, that the Liberal Democrats will only have four MSPs by the election, and that'll be a result of it. Um, which is quite bad for the Liberal Democrats to lose out a few seats. It's uh, quite a shame. But, you know, the biggest headline of today has been from Savata Comrades' poll is that the SNP's hopes of a majority continue to fade. And they predicted that the SNP will only return 63 MSPs, which will cut them short of 65 and 65 you need a majority so they're lacking two MSPs although YouGov on the other hand predict the SNP to receive 68 MSPs so let's discuss that I think it's important to remember that polls really have to be taken with a pinch of salt they're not always right and there's many, many, you could essentially, you can massage a poll in any way you want by asking the question. Asking yeah. the right question will get you the right answer. So I think it's important to remember that. And we have seen a lot of very, very conflicting polls mm. coming out. And it's yeah, absolutely. Important to... There was this one poll that like made two polls and at both times, Alba was at 6%. Meanwhile, all the other polls were like 2 or 3%. So, you know, um, some polls tend to be funny. I suppose, uh, really, uh, yeah, uh, on that poll, I suppose it matters on who is taking that poll and what they wish to gain from that poll. Uh, but, you know, lo looking back on these sort of two polls that have came out today and yesterday, um, very different, the SNP. Are predicted yes they're going to get majority some are predicting no that they won't they'll just slip by and uh, but the majority of them are predicting that Alapa will not have any seats come the election that's what the majority they sort of sit on one percent and the same parties who have that one percent of the vote are the likes of UKIP Scottish Family Party etc but uh, so in conclusion, no Alapa parties so far are making any headroads in this election. So the YouGov poll predicts obviously an SNP majority. I personally am very much looking forward to seeing the wild speculation continue all the way for another two weeks here <laughs> at this point. So we have two weeks today till the vote. Seems like a good time to let, let's have a look back at the campaign so far. What have been some of our favourite moments or some of the most memorable moments that we've seen so far? Uh, well, just like a lot of campaigns, there are lots of memorable moments, but I suppose living in a COVID world, 
we haven't had lots of memorable moments that have landed on TV. Uh, but to answer your question, my, probably my my favourite moments of the campaign trail so far have probably been in the debate nights. That's where we've really seen the arguments and the politicians as who they are and what they want to do uh, in Scotland to help them recover from COVID. So it's probably the debate nights for me. Mm. The debate nights have been excellent entertainment, and I mean, as you say, we've not we live in the world of COVID at the moment, so we've not been able to have any Willie Rennie and fornicating pigs in the background or Ruth Davidson on a water buffalo action <laughs> so far this campaign. I have to say, um, as for my most memorable moment, I I remember at one point I was like, you know what, this election is a wee bit. Um, you know, as we just said, so we but still, not a lot of stuff is happening, um, and I was actually getting so I was actually surprised when I found out that uh, yes, Libra is making use of uh, YouTube specifically. Uh, I've been get I'm sure uh, you can agree as well that um, Libra has been using a lot of YouTube adverts on YouTube to sort of promote um, you know Anna Sauer in the front and center of it. So that was a pleasant surprise for me because um, so far it seems like the only party that has um, that seems to know what YouTube is. Almost everyone else is on Twitter or Facebook or um, uh, or all these other sites. So uh, I was pretty surprised by the sort of approach here. Um, but other than that, um, well, while we're on the topic of YouTube advertisement, uh, I was surprised that. Um, the Scottish Family Party was, uh, you know, uh, serious about this because I heard about them in 2019. You know, they ran against Ian Blackford and Joe Swinson, um, uh, and I was like, okay, I guess this will be the end of it. Nope, they are running here and they're making all these YouTube adverts, and apparently they also have a campaign song. So I was like, mm, all right, this is uh, something. The Scot the Scottish Family Party certainly um. How do I put this kindly? They seem to be stuck in the values of the past and not in a good way. <laughs> Their campaign song is called The Wild Nationalist. It's got 1.3 thousand views. I'm surprised at the amount of subscribers they have, if I'm honest. <laughs> But uh, yeah, the Scottish Family Party were talking manifestos. Some of their policies are protect children from vulgar and corrupting sex education. We respect life opposing both abortion and on-demand assisted suicide. We support parenting with a fair tax allowance. We support. We promote marriage, stable family life benefits everyone. And we oppose transgender ideology, especially the confusing of children. Make of that what you will, although I would say on the back of their leaflet, it says, and they really should be taking a look at their own message in today's world, saying, moving beyond the stale old issues, we need some fresh thinking and new ideas. I don't think it's too much of a stretch to say yes, the Scottish Family Party does need some fresh thinking and new ideas. And that is all we have time for this week. Please, thank you very much for listening 
and again you've been a fantastic audience for over the past five weeks so far and we look forward to bringing you several more episodes in the run-up to and maybe an episode after the election if you're very lucky so thank you very much Stephen and thank you very much Fred and that is a goodbye from all of us please do enjoy the rest of your day and we hope you have enjoyed listening to us goodbye bye bye bye